podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. And there it is. Sutton United at the GM Boxall Conference have put down first division Coventry City. Winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their moments before but never won like this. But the whistle goes down. I think you're muted, Mike. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> it's like being at work. Yeah. <laughs> this is brilliant. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Site United Talk Time on Podcast. I'm going to leave that in because I did a waffle. You saw me do a little dance when the video was playing because I was pleased, and then I forgot to mute, unmute myself. So that's even just brilliant. Um, we're as always sponsored by Lucky Star Gin, who I'm sure are kicking themselves right now. Going, send that man a bottle for Christ's sake. Um, I'm your host, Mike, and with me today on the panel, we've got Dan and Mark. We are going to be covering a trip to Swindon Town where we scored three goals away from home and still lost. Um, and then we're going to look forward to probably through um, fingers behind over our eyes and behind the sofa a trip to Atkinson Stanley. Um, and I said it for the first time ever without the accent, so that's that's always a good sign. Um, engagement is important, obviously. Please like, share, comment, um, pre-tweets or re-X or whatever they call it now um, on all the social medias. And uh, let us know your thoughts, especially about the new segments, which are kind of testing as well. Um, so, Dan, four weeks ago, I had you on the show after a very miserable away day and a horrible trip home and all the rest of it. <laughs> How you been? Do you bleep swearing on here? <laughs> what do you, is it just a free-for-all? Um, yeah, that was interesting yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. The first, I'm sorry, the first half was a fucking disgrace <laughs> from us. I, mean, I, I don't, I, I genuinely have been sat this morning because I've been pottering around doing stuff, trying to think of a more aimless, clueless, dishevelled, uh, just shambles of a performance than that first 20 minutes. Okay. It was well, it was disgusting. <laughs> we'll let you come on to it in a moment. Glad you got off your chest. Um, Mark, hello. Um, hello. I last saw you two weeks ago after a miserable a day. <laughs> Yes, this well, com com compare and contrast because, well, a fortnight ago we were doing all right for the first hour and it had a shambolic last half hour. It was the reverse yesterday, as Dan said, a completely shambolic first half hour. After that, we didn't do too badly. We won the rest of the game 3 2. Uh, and the last time we scored 
three goals away from home, I think, in a league game anyway, was Mansfield, season before last. And won 3 2. Okay, Swindon weren't great defensively, but um, they were actually pretty good going forward, whereas mm. we defended yeah. like pansies at times. Yeah, well, I think we scored five. Three, three, five times away from home, but obviously one or drawn. All the others have never actually lost. Um, so that's, that's something. Um, but um, Liverpool Club News um, Ladies' side won 2 1 today with a last minute penalty from um, Darcy, scored twice. Um, apparently, all the sides won. I didn't keep track of the other scores, but all, all the ladies' sides won. So um, they're at home on Sunday if we want to see something win a game. So that would be um, <laughs> worth going to. And coach travel as always, both trips to Accrington and Port Vale. Um, details were on the forum. I'm not sure the rest of the show is going to be an advert for going on away trips, but if you do want to go on away <laughs> trips, please please consider the coach as an option. Um, right, so beforehand, I did my little uh fan hub lineup thing. I, I think I only got um eight, seven, or eight. Um, I was expecting Jackson, um, and I didn't expect Harry to be dropped to the bench. Um, but what were your thoughts of Dan ahead of the game? What were you kind of hoping for? What were your expectations prior to kick off? Um, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be tough one because they they have been scoring for fun. Um, you know, they put five on on Wrexham. Um, they've, they've been they put the, they put six on someone else. Clearly, um, but that was it. Uh, and. So yeah, we knew I knew we were in for a tough one because of the way we've defended lately. We, um, barring Wickham, we've not really kept like looked like keeping a clean sheet most of the season. So I knew it was going to be difficult from that side of things, but was hoping that obviously looking also at their, you know, that you can tell from a couple of their results that they've that they've got good leads, and then Wrexham again being the big one where they've. Mm. They got four one up there and ended up draw, drawing five all. So you can see that they've obviously got fragility as well. So it's just, a, yeah, just a case of we'll take a point or you know whatever we can scratch here will be, you know, just take a result. Um, and then, and then the players came out of the tunnel. <laughs> well, Mark, ahead of the game, I did kind of think to myself, well, the, the, one of the worries for this season was that we don't have necessarily a midfielder who's attacking. So I did wonder if Ngesson and, and Clay would be a bit defensive for us. Um, how, how were you feeling ahead, ahead of kickoff? Well, uh, it's one of those games you, you, you go to more in hope than expectation. You know, I mean, you hope that the fortune will turn at, at some point. But as yeah, Dan said, Swindon have been scoring for fun lately. Well, they did get a nil-nil at Doncaster, I think, in a previous game. Uh, Doncaster being the one seen below us in the table, but uh, yeah, um, I was a bit fearful. But you know, you always hope for, aren't you, as a fan? And you know, one thinks that the, the, the fortune's got to turn sometime, but it, it obviously wasn't wasn't yesterday. I mean, there wasn't a lot of change. I think Christian and Gessian in for Perry Butman was the only change from the Forest Green starting lineup, and we didn't play particularly well in that game. Uh, we were awful, but we were second best. And I, you'd have thought you know, maybe we would have made a few more changes mm -hmm. for the Swindon game, but just the one. And Gessian, I thought, looked a bit lost in the first half. Clay played quite well, got the goal, first goal. Uh, and Gessian did improve a bit in the second half. But, you know, th there wasn't really very much of, of, a, of a change in, in shape and formation lineup from, from the previous yeah. game that we lost. 
Well, I, I woke up for some reason in a really confident mood. I mean, I jumped around last week saying it's going to be a five-all draw. Um, <laughs> I couldn't think of a score. Um, and I actually woke up this game. Do you know what? I really fancy this. I think, I think it's going to do well. And, yeah, I know you said when the players came out of the tunnel, but the first what, couple of minutes, I know we are literally talking 120 seconds, um, things were going all right. Coley nearly robbed the keeper mm. and mm. could have got a nice little really early present. Um, mm. And then <laughs> Swindon had an attack. Um, uh, who wants to talk us through some of the goals? Go on. I mean, the first well, one was... Just... Yeah, go on, go on, Dan. First one was just we Coley and Kizzy combining up high up the pitch, give the ball away. The guy, the guy plays one straight ball straight down the line. Guy outpaced Ben, the only guy left back. And uh, yeah, the finish didn't look great from our position above because it was right below us. And I thought maybe Jack might have dealt with it a bit better. Yeah. But well, once it, it went in, and you just kind of oh. Well, you know, okay, it's early. We can at least got plenty of time to recover, and and, and yeah, after that, yeah, it's nice. like clocked off. We we did we did nothing after that. The the second goal wasn't great either. Um, we had opportunities to get rid or didn't close people down quick enough. But the third the third one was, I mean, that was just just the icing on the cake for that spell of the. It was just so poor. People air shotting, swinging wildly. Keeper doesn't, you know, dominate his box. It's bouncing around, and the bloke eventually just prods it in from four or five yards. I mean, it was such a poor goal. They, they like barely, barely celebrated it. So, yeah, that's kind of, kind of how yeah. things went. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Mark, what were you kind of? I know you've seen them from the same angle because you all sit together in, in the yeah. in, you know, away zones, but. What were you feeling that sort of in those goals? How, how did you see them? Yeah, I mean, possibly Ben could have got a challenge in on their guy before he got the shot away, but um, he didn't manage to. Uh, it looked as if Jack was beaten in his near post. It, it, it was an accurate shot. It wasn't particularly powerfully struck. So I think Jack might be a little disappointed to let that one in. Um, second goal, I think I observed, it was quite like the one we conceded against Forest Green, that the ball was knocked out of our area. There was an unmarked guy just outside the 18-yard box who just stroked it in. Um, third goal, I think, described somewhere as comedy defending. I think Ben ended up on his arse, you know, try, trying to clear the ball. And uh, there are a couple of failed attempts to clear it. And, and I, I, Charlie Austin was in the mix there. Didn't get the decisive touch. But Young, who got the first goal, just sort of prodded it in. Um, yeah, and, I, think uh, was, I think it was Dan who described it as thus. And, when I saw that, I actually thought, oh, the rule of three is about to be implemented here. Um, what made you guys stay on? Was it just too early, Dan? Yeah, a bit of that. And it was really hot outside, so we at least were in the shade where we were. So, you know, I'm just trying to think of positives here. Um, yeah, it was... I, I think after that, they, they just seemed to... I think they just took a breather. Mm. And that's the only reason yeah. I could think of the, what, how we got back into the game because we didn't pick up pace. We didn't do anything, you know, obviously different. They just let us have the ball a little bit. We made three or four passes, um, got it pulled back. I mean, Craig Clay's shot wasn't even very good. 
he didn't catch it full blooded and it didn't, you know, nestle in the corner. The keeper kind of shoveled it in for him. Yeah. And then I guess, I guess from there they, they went, oh, and had a, had a wobbly 10 minutes and we got the second. Yeah, I mean, there was someone had said that during that little that first drinks break, um, someone had said they'd seen Dino giving an absolute bollocking to, to um, Louis and um, Goody. Um, obviously, I, I, I didn't see that myself, but did you guys see that as well, or, or was, it just, was that exaggerating? It must have been off to the side because they were all, they were just all in one big huddle. So I think most people were looking at that. I didn't I didn't see yeah. it, but yeah, I I didn't see it. That Andy K mentioned that to me. I think yeah, that may have seen it. Um, yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, the sort of thing you want from 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 a player on the bench, you know, get, get, showing mm. a bit of passion, you know, uh, a bit of frustration at the scoreline. Uh, and on the back of that, you know, I've seen the suggestion that perhaps Dino should start instead of Jack the next game, but we shall see. Yeah, we'll, 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 I'm sure we'll come to that. And um, what I what I liked about that comment, especially, I think, was someone saying that Dino is far more reliable. Hang on, are we just are we ignoring all the things we used to go fuck sake, Dino? And we're just ignoring all that. Okay, fine. Um, all right, so for all that, we got back to three two. We had a very good shout for a penalty in mm. late in the second half as well, um, where it seemed mm. that the referee played advantage for the penalty area. Um, have you guys watched it back or? Funnily enough, I no. Um, no. It didn't feature. It didn't feature in the highlights for some strange reason. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also the problem with a lot of the EFL sort of the immediate highlights. They're only like two minutes long, and they rarely show kind of contentious ones. You probably have to watch the longer I follow yeah. highlights to get any of that. Yeah. But I, I, I thought it looked like a penalty. Done. Coley skinned the guy. It was a clear pull back in the box. There was no, you know, Lionel had a good line of sight. The ref was looking right at it. And because Coley got the pass away, didn't go down and got the pass away, I think maybe that's why the ref didn't give it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that would have been yes. interesting to be, because I did, funnily enough, turn around after we got the second, I turned to Gareth behind me and said, half-jokingly, I oh, will be level by half-time. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it was weird, because, um, yeah, there's me going, oh, I'll be 5-5, five, five, joking around at 3-0, going, yeah, the comeback's going to be great. And then we start winning, I'm like, uh-oh. Um, Please don't actually do this because I'll be really upset that I didn't put money on it. Um, but <laughs> second half, very early in the second half, again, Coley with a, the ball was in the net. He was called for offside. It yeah. did look like the, one, the fullback on the far side was playing him on ever so slightly. Um, really difficult, obviously, from the, the angles to see it. Um, but being there, did it feel like that was a dodgy offside. I mean, I know there were like three other offsides in the next five, ten minutes as well. Um, <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure. His eye kind of at least gave a little bit of a celebration for before looking for the linesman's flag. Um, mm -hmm. Harry's one shortly after. I looked straight at the linesman because he looked miles yeah. off. Yeah. But yeah, the Coley one was, was certainly close. I, I wouldn't want to, without seeing it again, I wouldn't want to kind of yeah, it's a, say either way. It's a it's a difficult angle. Mark, what were you feeling at the time? Were you thinking kind of, yeah, I mean, like, I, this, I, is, not, this I, is on me? I just paused because um, I wasn't sure whether it was going to be allowed and, and, and straight away it was disallowed. There was no sort of long long pause. Uh, it was disallowed mm. very quickly. You know, the, the flag went up almost immediately. Yeah, we, do, we, don't, we don't have, we don't want the VAR business here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we then, uh, 
I'm see, I'm getting confused now. We went four two down, um, which again the heads could have dropped again. Um, but being positive, they didn't, and um, we did come back again with Harry scoring. Um, I'm not sure if it was deflected or whether his first thing was deflected off the keeper and then he had a shot. But Harry's got his third goal, um, <laughs> which I'm quite pleased at. It's something player getting three goals already. And then that Jake Young's on eight or nine. I'm like, oh, actually, maybe he's got yeah. such a great achievement. Um, but well, don't forget again, Harry missed three games, uh, arguably four if you count the game which he was sent off. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. three three goals in five matches, which is not a bad return. No, no, I suppose. Um, Again, were you kind of thinking there's still time here, even at sort of um, four, three, five, and then they made it five, three, which I think was a good goal, the fifth one. Um, but mm. um, were you kind of thinking we could still do something here, or was it just like, no, unless it's gone? I think, I think, I think once we got the fifth, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once they got yeah. the fifth, you thought it's all over. And that was about yeah, eight seven minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, fifth came. I, think, I mean, even when they added eight minutes, um, yeah. although even then, uh, a minute into injury time, Harry blazed a, a yeah. great chance mm -hmm. over. I mean, again, yeah. if he puts that in, every time it's a one-goal game, there's always a chance. You've always got a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one one thing I will say about Swindon is every time we got close, they always just seemed to have, an, to have enough just to go up that mm -hmm. gear um, yeah. a, a, and grab it, just go and get another goal. So I think even if we'd have got it to 5-4, it'd probably have added a sixth before the end, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, lots have been made about um, Jason doing the interviews of Matt. Um, I think it's actually the first time we've done it this year, but he did loads last year. We, we, we're not reading yeah. too much into that, other than Matt's just got the raging on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Jason did, as you said, quite a few the last season, and he hasn't done one yet this season, so yeah. it's probably his turn. And Matt's probably getting a bit cheesed off with, you know, giving gloomy, you know, summaries of matches that we just lost. So he probably yeah. thought it was fair, fair to Jason just to share some of the pain. Um, so I suspect there's not a lot more to it than that. I mean, there's, mm. there was a few comments I saw about Matt not being visible in, in, in the technical area during the game. I, I didn't notice that one way or the other, to be honest. And I'm not reading anything into that. And Dan, again, same as not... Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I know Matt was sat down a bit, a fair bit towards the end of the half, but to be fair, they've been stood out in what was 30-odd degree heat. He's a big lad, big baldy lad, doesn't wear, generally wear a hat. So, I mean, he, he maybe just thought, you know, he, he was just having a sit down because it was so bloody hot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, as soon as the final whistle went, I, I just went outside to wait for it went to the cars and went outside but a few people were saying Matt didn't clap the fans but apparently he did he was just stood out yeah. talking to uh, the fitness coaches and a couple of the other guys uh, before coming over sort of last so uh, yeah I mean I, I don't I don't think anything of it I mean it was probably yeah, Jason's turn very, yeah very unlikely and probably just yeah. down as, uh, as the um because him and Jason are both defenders and they're watching a 5-3 game going Jesus Christ what's going on? <laughs> there is that yeah he was yeah, he probably fancied taking a weight off while he had a breakdown or something about our defender. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Right. Okay. So I've, I've got a new thing that's come out. Um, this, this company uh, contacted me. They do a board game called Pundit. Um, if you, after every match, they're going to, uh, there's a survey we can do and you can rate the players. Great match to start it off with. Um, 
but um, there's also 40% off code. So if anyone actually does it, you get 40% off code, which is um, pretty great because it's not costing me any money either. So this is awesome. Um, and there's some chance to leave comments. Um, so I'll do the first one, which is got both of the swimming people um, just kicking and the left back just kicking the ball back and forth to each other. The keeper must have held on the ball more than anyone else in the pitch. Very boring. Um, again, boring when you win 5-3. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, lots of other comments of where has horrible Sutton gone? Um, we don't seem to be the big physical bruising side that we were. Um, then lots of questions about defensive um, frailties because uh, he looks awful over the place. There seems to be no communication. Um, the, we, we look like we're getting an attacking force and playing some nice passes, but definitely not defensively. Shambolic defensively. Um, the attack was good, and it's hopefully something we can improve on defence. So, I mean, what can we improve on? How can we improve on things in defence? What 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 is different this year to the last kind of two to three years? Um, I'm not entirely sure what. I'm not entirely sure what in, is precisely going wrong. I mean, I don't think Joe Kizzy's had a particularly good start to the season. Um, one thing we did actually notice yesterday was he's got Josh Coley in front of him, and Josh for some reason keeps wandering in field, which then when the play comes back to our right, uh, there's just tons of space and, you know, to, uh, for a winger or a wide player or a wide midfielder to just attack Joe Kizzy. Um, and also, if you've got a, a fullback who likes to push up, it's easy to double up on him in an attacking sense, which you don't want. Uh, that seemed to cause us a lot of bother yesterday. Um, yeah, I think, I think the main change is that one, once he deems Jackson fit enough, I think he's starting... I think that's really the only thing you can you can change there. Um, centre backs, we've already used Omar Shomi there, um, and with Ben and with uh, with Lewis. So I, I don't know what. Maybe the problem is is that Rob Milson's playing pretty much every minute at the minute. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's, we we can't seem to get anyone fit to kind of help him out. So he's playing every game. Um, and getting run by younger, 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 more mobile players. Um, so maybe, maybe a, a bit of a change there just to freshen it up might help. Yeah. Um, and like I say, I, 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 I think that there's some, there's things that there might be a problem with the midfield as well. Because one thing I've definitely noticed is that it, there's so much coming through the middle of us, which never used to be the case. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it, it, it's been noticeable in the last four or five games where literally one pass from midfield is just carving us open mm. and someone's yeah. spun off the centre-back and they're in. Mm. Um, and and, and that, that never used to be something, you know, you'd see it occasionally because it happens, it's football. But it, it's, there's been at least five or six games where we've had at least one incident of that, um, just putting someone in one-on-one -on -one with Jack, which you, is something you've got to cut out as well. So... I guess this is why Matt's, Matt's manager and I'm not. He's the one with the coaching badges. Um, yeah, I can think of things to yeah. change, but I, I don't think it's anything glaring. I think it's... Yeah. It's, it's not going to be as easy as just getting Eastie back, is it, Mark? It's, um, I mean, we can't be relying on one player 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually checked when, when 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 we lost Eastman. I thought it's before the Wimbledon game, but it, it wasn't. He actually went off very late in that game, so he played during that Wimbledon game when we were pretty awful. Um, Wimbledon probably should have been two or three up at half time, but it, uh, they've got all their goals in the second half. So he actually played in that game. So I don't think him coming, and he's expected to come back next saturday i spoke to him yesterday he said he should be back next saturday but it's not necessarily you know going to fix everything um what dan was saying about you know, us being sliced out through the middle swindon's fourth and fifth goals yesterday were both like they both came through the middle you know, just just cut out our, our players and the ball was put through and scored um i mean they're both good goals to be fair but you know with a bit more defensive resilience we, we might have stopped at least one of those two um there's obviously a clamour to to start jackson instead of joe kizzy um whether there's still a, a fitness concern about uh ryan jackson or whether joe kizzy's got some compromising photos of matt i don't know um but um uh you know i, I think jackson has to start really um he, i mean he played against wickham and we looked at a different side in that game um i mean joe, in that yeah. game that's in that game as well, one thing I did notice was that Coley wasn't wandering in field as much, purely because he's got a 32-year-old League One fullback behind him, screaming at him, attacking him, telling him where he wants him to be. So, Is he more scared uh, of Jackson? <laughs> it, it, but sometimes it's a communication thing. Some players do, you know, it, 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 they're not switching off. They're just they feel they need to be involved. And Josh is a winger, so he obviously wants to be getting on the ball and and getting yeah. forward. So it's maybe just he's kind of drifting in a little bit so that he's closer to to the action and can pick the ball up a bit more easy but, but as i said it, by doing that he leaves a massive hole there that the oppo can exploit and uh, and attack our fullback a lot easier so so i don't know maybe maybe that that could be something as well that, that just little changes i guess well you mentioned josh and it's kind of little things with these, these stats that I get from these things. I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to use them yet. Um, but it was interesting to see some of the, some of the um, ratings that people gave um, and compare yeah. them to like the professional sites. And Josh Coney actually got a higher rating from us than all the other sites. He's the only player that had that. Others were very close. Um, Joe, people I think were being exceptionally harsh when um, his, his ratings still about half what the actual um like who scored.com and football mob um uh their ratings they gave them about five nine and we gave them a free free so uh, some people have been exceptionally harsh there um the other one that we we got slightly different was clay um we gave him an average of like five seven and he got an average of seven eight um from all the sort of professional sites again don't know what makes the data on um i would say the fact score ordered something to do with the data because usually when players score they get something um but i, I didn't want to uh, labor on this but because uh, i probably know most of your answers lots and lots of talk from various people of um changing management if the poor form continues um you were both there on the bad seasons we had um does this feel like one of those bad seasons or does this feel like you know what we've been unlucky so far I wouldn't say we've been unlucky. Uh, probably, uh, okay, oh, that's probably a bit unfair. I mean, with a little bit, a bit of fortune in a game or two, we might have got better results. So we wouldn't be sitting on one win. But a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the 
performances lately are nothing to do with luck. It's just not been good enough. Um, the, and, and what makes it even more frustrating is to go all the way up to Wickham on a Tuesday, watch us play a League One side the way we did, put in what I think was probably a trademark Sutton United under Matt Gray performance across the park, onto 11 and the subs. No one let us down. Everyone put a shift in. And then we go and do what we did on Saturday against Forest Green and then yesterday against Swindon, which, to be quite frank, are nowhere near that. I mean, it's a, it looked a totally different side. Um, you know, none of, none of that energy, none of that uh, cohesion, none of that shape, none of that. I mean, yeah, we showed a little bit of, we showed a bit of, back, at least a bit of fight once we got it back to 3 2, because it's a one goal game then yesterday. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think we've been unlucky. I think, I think there's just something needs to be sorted uh, as to what that is. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. I wish I, I, wish I knew. <laughs> uh, I, would, I think basically the, the, the team is not, not the sum of its parts at the moment. You know, I think on mm. paper, Max assembled a good squad. He's mentioned that a lot of the experienced players he's, he's brought in haven't had much or any pre-season, and that may be a factor. So maybe things will come good once those players are fully up to speed. But as I said two weeks ago, I, I just think the defence has had a sort of bit of a collective meltdown since the end of last season. They just seem to have lost something, whether it's confidence, uh, I'm not sure. But I think sometimes when one member of the back four, you know, drops drops a, a level or two, the others drop as well. They, they, they drop as a unit. And I think that's happened. It happened at the end of last season. Um, OK, Kobe's gone, but otherwise it's pretty much the same players. Uh, and that sort of continued into this season. And that they're just not showing the same sort of form that they were sort of mid-season last season when they were playing well as a unit. Okay. And how you fix it, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, as I said, I'm, I'm going to say there is absolutely no point in changing the manager because you've still got the same players. Um, and any manager coming in is going to say, well, I want to get different players. We've got to wait till January. Um, so yeah. it's like you've got a plan for these players. Put it into action. One thing I kind of think of when I was like oh god do i say this um matt keeps saying like you just mentioned i've got to get my what i want from these players into them and blah 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 and i'm like well hang on when they were complete strangers we battered knots county 5-1 now we've we've had them for like <laughs> several weeks they're getting worse and worse <laughs> maybe maybe don't introduce them to each other do no training just rock up on saturday and see what happens um right i know you two are not gonna want this at all um but i am sticking with the moment of the match <laughs> So, um, can one of the, can, uh, I don't know who wants to start. Have you been thinking about it? Give us, um, give us your moment of the match. Um, I think I'll, I'll go with our second goal because it kind of came a little bit out of nothing. Mm. And the, I'll be honest, bar us making a bit of noise, like, yeah, we might be back in it here you could almost smell the fear from the home end where they're like, they're going to do it again. Uh, sort of that wreck some stuff. And, and they would, you could have heard a pin drop for about yeah. five, 10 minutes after the mm -hmm. goal. Um, and then we, we should have had the penalty as well. There was, yeah, there was, that was, that was probably one of the highlights. What <laughs> was an otherwise ragged day. Uh, Mark, what was yours? I was going to go for that goal, but I, instead I'll go for well, what happened immediately after Harry Smith scored to make it 4-3. And if you watch the highlights, there's a load of booing coming from Zimbabwe 
home fans. I'm not sure who they were, but whether they're booing Harry Smith or their defence. But there's a load of boos that are very clearly audible on, on the coverage. So I'll go um, booing of, of, of Harry Smith's uh, goal for us. Okay. Well, mine was the one I've already mentioned um, way, way at the start of the game when the sun was shining. It was a beautiful day and Josh nearly robbed the goalkeeper. And it was like, oh, that would have been a real nice Sutton type goal, just stealing that ball and locking it in. Um, we'll teach you to fang around a bit at the back, but um, <laughs> it didn't happen, but I'm still putting it in. Okay, so we're going to look forward um, and very patiently. Um, I did say we might have a lot to talk about, <laughs> but very, very patiently. We have Gary, Ackerton Stanley fan. And again, I hope you appreciate the fact that I've had to practice all week on saying Accrington Stanley properly and not with the accent. <laughs> okay. How yeah, are you, Gary? How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, yeah. The uh, I think even for people in Accrington, sometimes it's hard to say Accrington without a Scouse accent because of the uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody yeah. who's, uh, you know, when you hear other people say it over the years. So well done. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's one of those weird things because... So it popped up on, uh, I think, TikTok where some bloke put kids, if, if your parents just cannot say Accrington without a Scouse accent, this mm -hmm. is why. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why is that advert just stuck in our brains for like all these years? Yeah. What, what on earth about it made it sting? Um, but yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> can't say it in this house about that. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself. And, and I know you, you dropped me in an email, you told me that basically all your life, but how long have you been supporting um, and, and what kind of got you started? Yeah, so I've been watching them for about 30 years now. The, the first game I saw was um, the first time we got to the first round of the FA Cup uh, proper against Crewe in 1992. And I think a lot of people my age, that was their first game as well. Mm. Um, they played it at Ewood Park because uh, the Crown Ground, as it was called then, wasn't big enough to hold the uh, the 10,000 fans who watched the game. So um, it was quite a, quite a big event in those days. Um, and I, I watched games on and off over the next 10 years. I played a lot myself on, on Saturdays pub team level nothing nothing fantastic um and then when i sort of stopped playing I, I got a season ticket and i've been pretty much a season ticket for the last 20 years so uh the last few years after covid i've tried to make more away games than uh, than i used to just because you never know when it's going to be taken away again so um that that's kind of my my history uh, my dad got involved again around the same time. He, he ended up being commercial director for quite a number of years, and he saw the club come from sort of the Northern Premier League through to the uh, the Football League, and 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 help generate some of the funds to do that as well. So um, you know, I, I quite proudly point that out to people when I can uh, as well. But uh, I now uh, just cheer them on from the terraces, basically. Excellent. And um, to make the, I asked this question to make me seem like less of a weirdo, but what <laughs> kind of traditions or superstitions do you have on match day? I try not to get into those kind of uh, OCD type habits, but um, I did wear, <laughs> we, we went through a bad spell a couple of seasons ago um, and I started wearing a, a Father Christmas hat um, at the <laughs> beginning of December, which was red and white, obviously. <laughs> 
And we, we didn't lose when I had that on. And I think I was wearing it till well into uh, March one season because um, because we were, we were either, well, we were getting points anyway. And if I didn't go to a game, um, those were the games we lost. So I, I just took it that the hat was the uh, the lucky omen. But that's that's probably about as, as far as I go. Um, we have our routine, which is just, you know, have a couple of pints before the game, go in the uh, sports bar after the game and what have you. But, uh, yeah, no no crazy superstitions unless a particular item of clothing does uh, start bringing us luck. <laughs> well, of all the crazy things that, that I've done, um, Mrs. actually pointed out the other day, she goes, it's really strange because you always hear about people wearing their lucky pants to football and you've never, ever, ever had that. Of all the other weirdness you do, you've never had that whole, <laughs> I must wear this, this pair or this top or whatever. Um, so what's your kind of, you may have done it with the, the FA Cup exploits, but what's your kind of go-to memory? What's your, here's why I support Oof, the team. God, there's a lot. I've been asked this before. Um, and yeah, there's this because I think as an Accrington fan, up until last season, every season brought some kind of new progression, new new high, new um, new sort of great memory. I, I think what's got to be probably the pinnacle was when we beat Bolton seven one a few seasons ago. You know, they're ex Premier League team. They're only fifteen miles from us. I wouldn't call us traditional rivals because we've never really been in the same league for the past hundred years or so but um yeah they i think they scored first after about 10 minutes and we thought oh god we're gonna get battered here and it, we scored and it just went on and on and on and we we couldn't believe it it was uh, i think that that is uh has got to be one of the one of the highlights i mean they've got their own back on us plenty of times since but um yeah, I, th- I think um, that for me um you know it's uh, it's up there with the best really Although I'll have probably said in a previous, when I previously been asked yeah. that question, it was some other game. So if anyone's <laughs> yeah. anyone's keeping track, then uh, I apologise. <laughs> yeah, we've done that. I'm, I'm sure, Dan, you've done that as well. When you get asked, like, the BBC London, they give you these 10 questions it, and you're like... Yeah, it's always, it's the, always the question you get asked. Yeah, it's always the question you get asked. And when you've been watching kind of as long as we have, it, it just changes with the wind. It's just what your brains yeah. maybe just can pick yeah. out of that pile that day. I mean, everyone else yeah. kind of could probably name it. If they ask you a top 10, you could do it. But without, oh, what's your favourite game? One of, one of them I was asked and, and I said, I, I, I tried doing a list. I thought I'll mention as many games as I can just to, just to like cover it all. And I said, the, uh, the time we played Tottenham in the FA Cup, but we've never played Tottenham in the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how good that memory was. It was actually Fulham. I was just thinking of a London team in white. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, a, dream, a dream of pulling Tottenham out of the hat. And we're now, that's fine. <laughs> So yeah, we, we, we one of the ones we often get asked is uh, your favourite goal, and it's like, come on. So I think yeah. I think the stock answer is um, Louis John's second goal in in the <laughs> when we won the promotion. It was a crap goal, but it won us promotion. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's the one at the way. moment. It'll change. It'll change. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that'll be the same for us. Paul Mullins' goal against Walking that won us promotion uh, to the league. <laughs> And it, it was it was the worst goal you've ever seen, really. But it was like the, <laughs> the best ever as well. So uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of a similar moment, I think. So the season so far, I know last season wasn't great, and it's completely against what you used to. Um, but um, how's the season been so far for you this year? 
Yeah, it's, I think um, we coming back down into League Two has been definitely unknown territory for for everyone, including the managers. I, th- I think the management team. Um, and now we're seven games in. We've played a lot of the teams who were up for promotion or we, or we were finishing strongly, like Gillingham did last season. And and I think we've relaxed a bit. We, you know, a lot of people were thinking, "Oh my God, we, you know, we might go straight through back into the conference." Others were, "No, we'll walk it. We'll win. We'll win the league." And and I was, I, I. I still maintain I think we'll make the playoffs if we can keep everyone fit and the young uh, team that we've got starts to gel we've only got a handful of experienced players now a lot of the guys are um, sort of uh, under 23 or from the um, just just hitting that uh, sort of low 20s age bracket um, and, and they're doing all okay um, Yes, they're naive. They're doing silly things. We're giving the ball away too easily. We're making such a silly mistakes. But that's League Two football anyway. I mean, um, you know, if we were that good, we wouldn't be in League Two. So um, I'm quite happy with the start. Bit disappointed yesterday um, with the three nil because I think if we played uh, that team um, ten times, we win five and they win five. Um, Three, there wasn't a three nil difference between us and uh, and Mansfield, um, but I think whoever was going to get the first goal in that heat yesterday was always going to be sort of tough to then turn over that just because of the the conditions. It, you had to work twice as hard, and it was very difficult. But um, yeah, all in all, I'm quite quite happy with the start. What are we? Fifteenth, sort of mid-table. If if we end up there at the end of the season, I don't think anyone will be disappointed. As long as we're not top at um, in February and then drop to fifteenth in the meantime, <laughs> yeah, of course. It's, it's all relative, isn't it? Um, yeah. But so this is a slightly odd question. I mean, you, 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 from what you said. So from our point of view, and don't worry, Matt will not be reliving this whole podcast. But from our point of view, what needs to go? wrong for you for us to take advantage and win this game so what um, needs to happen for Sutton to win well you set up brilliantly for it for it I think you've won one game this season and you, you're sort of down the bottom end so that typically for us spells uh, the absolute death knell <laughs> for hopes of a win <laughs> um, especially since we're playing at home as well because we've been We've been better away. Um, we've, I think we've had two away games, haven't we? And, and we've played, I mean, at Notts County, I thought we were very good, even though we lost 3-1. Uh, we had a lot more shots, uh, plenty on target. Their keeper worked the hardest. Um, so I think if you guys... Um, yeah, let's, let's, I, think, I think you've just got to be patient. You've got to be stoic, organised, um, just keep, putting, putting, <laughs> yeah. just keep putting balls in there, keep plugging away. Our defence, I don't think we've played the same. I mean, it's it's a three or a four or a, a five, depending. I assume it'll be three at the back against you guys. But we haven't played the same players uh, in, in two games uh, since the start of the season because of injuries, the odd suspension and what have you. So they're still they're, they're relatively untried uh, they haven't played a lot together so uh, you will have mistakes at the back um 
And sometimes midfield um, end up trapped uh, at the wrong end of the pitch quite often. Uh, they're either stuck in defence when we're attacking or or uh, stuck in attack when we're defending. So, you, you know, I think once you, if you if you get an early goal or, or get the first goal, we we do seem to struggle from from that point. Team teams who score first at the uh, the wham seem to be the ones who get at least some points out of the game. So I recommend you score first. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so question for Dan. I'm going to duck in a second and get the beat counter out, but. What, what what do we need to do personnel wise, tactics wise? What what do we need to do to get to get something out of the game? Um, I think we need to find our mojo again. Um, we need to just find that. I mean, if you could basically take the performance from the uh, the League Cup game at Wickham and even get anything close to that, then we've got we've got some chance because that just means we've shown up, we've performed, um, and and everyone's done their job. Uh, which we just don't seem to have done a lot this year. Um, I think Jackson has to start just to give us a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra experience down that down that wing. Like I say, maybe you can get a leash on on Josh Crowley, stop him wandering off. Um, and also, Brian has that huge throwing of his, which we saw very briefly on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that's also something at this level gives you opportunity to get the ball in the box and to put them under pressure. So. Um, yeah, one thing we definitely can't do is start like we did Saturday. We we, we have to we have to get ten fifteen minutes into the game and at least be competitive. If we're not, then we're in big trouble. And Mark, what do you what do you think? I think early in the game, we've just got to try and keep the ball as much as we can. It doesn't matter if we're not threatening the the opposition goal. I think we've just got to make sure they don't have too much of the ball and build attacks. So look after the ball early on. Just build confidence. Keep keep the the, the the sheet clean for the first 15 20 minutes as dan said and feel our way into the game and if we can get you know into 20 minutes or so without conceding um, we can actually be a bit more adventurous okay and um i'll start with you on this one dan is, is there any potential implications if we if we don't get a result i mean you know be seven uh, um or is it just okay <laughs> Carry on. I, I, from a, I, I mean, if if they get stuffed again, on the season, do. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I meant not for the season. It, not, not well, I mean, if they get stuffed again, then the, the clamour is going to get louder for you know Matt's head. Um, and and the problem is at the moment it will be what one win in eight, and I think it will be something like one win in eighteen, going mm-hmm. back to last season. So it puts him in a tough spot, and we are at a point where the club does have exterior kind of voices now, with mm-hmm. with the investment and stuff like that that are involved in the day to day running. I don't think they're the kind of uh, hair trigger type people, but you don't know. You know, our board used to be quite solid. If they could see that things were were there, and it was just a little bit of you know luck or a bit of fortune or something like that, then yeah, we'd be all right. But yeah, there's there's. I think I don't think. It'd spell the end, but it, it would certainly pile a lot more pressure on. I think the most important thing is a performance. Mm-hmm. I think we have to turn up. We have to put in a shift. Um, if we get beat 1-0 or something like that, again, you can then, but you, you've got something. You've got something to show for it, and you can build on it. But if you turn up mm-hmm. and, well, if you don't show up again and you get beat comfortably, sort of 2-3-0, and don't offer anything, 
yeah, then you've got you, you've got real problems because we're closing in fast on a quarter of the season. Yeah, and it's, and it's a bit of a mess at the minute. And, and same to you, Mark. I mean, put it another way, Accrington are a League One side who's just come down, and as Gary said, yeah. they've got kind of hopes of maybe pushing for the playoffs. So, what, what are the potential implications of not getting a result there? I mean, is it disastrous? Our, our, next, our next two two matches uh, in the league are against two the relegated sides, Accrington, and then a week later, MK Dons. Um, I think there's less pressure when we're playing away because there's less expectation that, that we, we, we should win so i think as dan said if, if we just lose one nil that and we put in a performance that's not going to be calamitous but if we do lose there's going to be huge pressure on the following game when we're at home okay mk dawn's started the season well but you know the game after that the league game after that's an away game so i think there's going to be an awful lot of pressure on, on the team and on, on that to, to to get something from that game against MK Dons, if we if we lose at Accrington, um, draw I think relieves some of the pressure. A draw away from home is usually an acceptable result, and that will arrest mm. the run of, of defeats. So you know a draw I think will be respectable and will give Matt a bit of a breathing space. But as I say, defeat and that that MK Dons game on the twenty third becomes massive. Okay. And and Gary, um, slightly different position because um, obviously we're, we're little old Sutton. You've been little old Accrington for years. Um, what, what's what's it going to be being for you guys, season if you don't get a result against Sutton? Um, if we don't get a result, or if we do, if sorry. you don't, yeah, if you don't, um, we there's a there is a, a section of the the fan base that are, are quite. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, they like success. They want us to keep uh, progressing as we have been doing, and to have a have the knockback we had last season. Um, sort of people do question whether John Coleman, you know, has, has done all he can for Accrington. Those of us, uh, it's, the, the, you know, I think the vast majority of people think, well, to be honest, Coley's. <laughs> he's done more than enough with four promotions to to earn um plenty of leeway in terms of any failures um and i don't think that's that's happening this season you might hear you know a few cries of oh here we go if we do get beaten by something just just because of the fact you're at the bottom uh, bottom end of the league at the moment maybe not just because you're sutton just you were one of the teams who weren't potentially performing so far this season we would hope to to beat you guys, like you say. As we've we've come down from League Two, we have lost quite a lot of our um, experienced players um, over the summer. But um, there's the majority of the squad have been together, you know, for a season or so. So although they may not have played a lot of first team football together, um, they are, you know, they're not strangers in that respect. So yeah, I think um, I think you know we are expecting to 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 get a result and would hope to get a result if we don't i mean john like i said john's got a lot of mileage in the tank to to not be under any pressure certainly not from the chairman anyway um some fans uh, as at any football club would, would perhaps be saying that oh, this isn't good enough but i think you know we, we're still early in the season um I don't think realistically we expect to go straight back up, but it would be nice. Um, 
but uh, to not get promotion back to League One was is no means a disaster. Um, I think a mid-table finish would be deemed acceptable by most people. So we're, we're going to expect to have a few blips along the way, particularly this early in, in into things. I hope that answered the question there. I sort of it rambled does, on yeah. a bit. We could, we could kind of interchange supporters because we've got exactly the same thing. We've got a whole bunch of people going, that's it, that's it, it's got to go. And then everyone else going, oh, shut up, behave yourselves. Uh, just <laughs> listening to you guys. Just listening to you guys talking about the game yesterday, I thought you could just interchange Accrington Stanley with, <laughs> yeah, with Sutton, I think. And it's probably the same for a lot of teams in, in League Two. I think we're all in a similar position and, um, you know, we're waiting for one key player to come back and, uh, uh, you know, the, the, there's, there's, there's the same sort of dynamics going on for everybody, I think. So, yeah, it's not a surprise, really. OK, so we have just... Um implemented this brand new thing dan loves this bit i know dan loves this bit you're going into the change room 30 seconds before the kickoff you get your chance to speak to the players and um give them a final message and give me a prediction for game um before you do hopefully there will be a graphic on the screen if i've done it right showing a qr code there is and look at the colours. Um, so you can scan that and join the Prediction League if you're watching on video um, and um, all the rest of it. But Dan, give me your message for the players and your um, quick uh, prediction. A message for the players. More Wickham, less Swindon. Okay, lovely. <laughs> and what's your on-the-spot prediction? It's got to turn at some point, so I'm going to try and be positive. Um, I'll go with a one-all draw. Okay. Break. I'm, I'm not uh, brave enough to go for a win. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark, what's your message and your prediction? Um, just don't concede in the first 30 minutes. Um, it doesn't matter what you do, just don't concede. Um, I was going to go for one-all as well. Can I go for the same? Does it have to be something you different? You absolutely can. No, absolutely can. Yeah, um, just out of interest, don't, well. don't concede in the first 30. What if we score five? Will you still be upset if we concede <laughs> in the first 30? <laughs> um, Gary, what's your message for your players and your prediction, please? I would say to our players, concentrate more. You need to concentrate more. Um, play the simple ball. Don't try anything fancy. Um and uh, just remember how we played against Notts County because that was probably the best football we played this season, despite getting beat. Um, and yeah, get the shots on target. Get the shots on target. We're fine. Um, and I would predict, hopefully they've listened to me, and I predict a 2-0 win. 2-0 win. OK. Um, right, so I've been... Um, doing all sorts on the behind the scenes with my prediction league and working on automations and all sorts of other things. And the score I kept putting in to test it was 1-1. So as soon as you should go for 1-1, I'm like, oh, for God's sake, I've been doing that for like eight hours, 1-1. So I still have to go with 1-1 because that's what I've been doing the whole way through. Um, so that's a really exciting <laughs> range of predictions here. Um, but we're going to wrap up the episode. Um, it's been a bit of a long one. Um, thank you all for bearing with me and Gary for your patience. I said, oh, it might be a little bit longer depending on what happens. <laughs> um, it was a lot longer. Um, as always, thank you for everyone for listening. I really appreciate your ear attention. It will hang on. It will catch on. Don't you worry. Um, let, let me know what you think about the new segment with the player ratings. 
Uh, follow, like, share all the other usual stuff on social media. Thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Lucky Star Gin. Thank you to the panel of Mark, Dan, and Gary. Um, next up, we have got next Sunday, because I think I'm going to skip Wednesday. Um, we've got Paul, Ali, and Rory, I think, and we're going to cover. Uh, I'm still looking for people to cover the Villa game afterwards. So if anyone's going to the Villa game and wants to fancy doing a bit of the podcast, give us a shout. Um, get on that bandwagon early. I know Papa John's have dropped it, which, by the way, has nothing to do with Pizza Cup Master Song. I just need to put that out there. It's not why they dropped it. <laughs> but take care. We will catch up soon. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye bye. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.